All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host. Brock Segan with Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 16 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast, brought to you by Odd Shark. I'm your host, Brock Segan. We apologize uh, for last week. Uh, Dylan and I were supposed to record an episode, uh, but... I was at the Wings game. You were at the Wings game on Wednesday. We were a little bit busy Wednesday. We ended up uh, not recording, and then... Thursday was American Thanksgiving where yes. it's just time to party in, in Windsor. I mean, like, we American got the Lions. The Lions play every Thanksgiving, so we, we like to party around yeah. here. We like to watch them lose and then drink our soggy sorrows. Yeah, it's like, it's like I mean, I drank enough on Thursday where, like, David Blow, which who I'd never even heard of in my wow. life. Whatever, though. It's for sure Blow. Never heard of him in my wow. life. Like, wow. I still was fired up. Watching yeah. this guy play football, I was throwing money down on the Lions to come back and win. Like it was just like that's how fun America Thanksgiving is. I was at work, um, trying to hide it on the side screen, and like it's I can only hold back like my. Like, well, so like when much. David Blow comes out and throws a seventy-five yard oh, yeah. tutty for the first play of the game, like, Love it's, to like, oh, it's insane. Exactly Love to see it. Happened, yeah, but second close, play yeah. of scrimmage from the for the Lions. Anyways, we're a hockey podcast. I'm Brock Segan. We got Dylan D. Berthman to my left. How's it going, D? Can't complain. Happy to be here. And Michael Beebs Bondi across from me. How's it going, Beebsy? Good. Flying right now. Uh, just got off the hardwood 
playing a little bit of ball. So yeah, uh, you played base or basketball, base, before, basketball yeah. before you got here. Me and D played some indoor golf. Yeah, so virtual. Uh, golf. We're all athletes, is what we're. I saying. I don't know. It was quite virtual. Uh, D, do you want to tell the listeners how how it went for you? They go, they go, finish. Yeah, just like I, uh, it's like the off season. Come on, I outplayed you on the front nine. Is what I remember. And then what happened? You made uh, a bet that uh, that that what no, would happen that I wouldn't beat uh, you. And then what happened? And then you got really lucky. Minus four on the back nine. Beeps. Showed up. Strong. Showed up when you finish. had to, eh? Hitting yeah. bombs over 300. 76 and I lost by two strokes. Yes. As someone who cannot swing a club, I can't chirp at all. So, you know, <laughs> things are there. All right. So, we're going to basically go back to exactly what we planned on talking about last week. Uh, when me and D were supposed to do a show and didn't. Uh, we are going to go through a wide variety of waiver wire pickups i talked to a friend of mine who listens to the show uh every single week and i said what would you like us to talk about like what like you know what are we missing and he said that the one thing that sucks is that very often we talk about free agent pickups and it doesn't even apply to him because the league that he's in, players him. aren't available or whatever. So what we're going to do... In a deep league is what I think you're trying to say. Exactly. Gotcha. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about free agent pickups. Yeah. And it, they're going to be from a wide array yeah. of own percentages. Uh, so we're going to talk about 40 to 50%, 30 to 40, 20 to 30, 10 to 20, and under 10. So five pickups each. But... Mm-hmm caveat here we only got 30 seconds to talk about each guy so yeah we you got to convince them. the listeners in 30 seconds sell this free agent pickup to the listener in 30 seconds Which don't our, time us on it because yeah. it's not gonna be bringing out our auctioneer voice like, oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna rip yeah. that timer hard where if you're as soon as the timer goes off it's over Obnoxious. we're moving on to the next one um but so also got, pretty cool um spotify came out with their you know their end of the year reviews and uh we had one person. It might have been D's brother, but nonetheless, <laughs> we he cracked his top five. So it's cool to see see us make it in there. Well, top five uh, podcast. Yeah, top five hey. podcast. So uh, listen to that. That's pretty wild. I mean, you know, you don't you don't like we're competing with big boys there. Like, well, and uh, we're competing with with podcasts yeah. that release episodes on a daily basis. Absolutely. Where we're a the weekly barstool scene. Very least yeah. yeah, we're going year round. Yeah, one a week. That's right. We do take some weeks off in the summer, but I mean, who wouldn't? If you uh, well, there's no fantasy hockey. Yeah, if, if you don't daily, hear me talk about nothing. If the daily faceoff podcast wasn't your top five podcast listens this year, give us a shout out. We will uh, pretty freaking cool. give you nothing, but we'll retweet it. Yeah, we'll give you a retweet. That's I'll for uh, sure. I usually uh, I'll repost it to my Instagram, so you know that's a that's a big big boost. It's not. No. no, but okay. And then after we talk about free agent pickups, we're gonna play a little game. Uh, not really a game, but we're gonna talk about. Uh, I, I've listed a number of players um, blindly. I guess I've listed their stat lines. Uh, we're gonna go through players A and B. We reach out on Twitter for you guys yeah. to kind of play along with us uh, and, and talk about which guys you would rather have. Um, which, from a fantasy perspective, because I think that some of these stat lines will will blow you away a little bit when you compare these two yeah. players, because uh, their ADPs are are, are vastly different. Uh, I think the whole point really is just like this is a shock factor thing, it's just for you to sit there and be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like I can't believe this guy is just Come as on. good as this guy. Exactly. It, it, it makes you crazy. feel bad about taking someone a little too early, <laughs> or feel really good about taking someone. Super late. Yeah, nice we're going to make late. you feel good and bad about yourself. But all right, let's start Sorry. with the free agent pickups here. And D, we'll go to you since we skipped you on last week's episode. Um, 
Who is your free agent pickup from the 50 to 40% owned range? Uh, yeah, this is probably the easiest one to do, right? A lot of quality options uh, in that 50 to 40% range for Yahoo Standard Leagues. Uh, I went with Clayton Keller. Uh, first line and first power play out in Arizona. Uh, just under 17 minutes uh, of ice time a night. Uh, so pretty reliable, uh, you know, pretty balanced lines uh, lineup out there in Arizona. So uh, that's about as much minutes as you're going to get out of one of their forwards. Five goals, 12 assists, and 27 games played. 78 shots on goal, so a little bit under three shots a game. Uh, what we're used to seeing from Clayton Keller, to be honest, guys, obviously a, a terrific playmaker. Yep. Um, and I, I think, you know, his ability to kind of, uh, his shot production, I guess, is a little bit underrated because of his, uh, you know, typically low career shooting percentage. It is at 6.4% uh, for the season and a 7.2% on-ice shooting percentage. So I think what we're seeing right now is about the floor for Clayton Keller. Um, like I said, just under three shots per game. So in, in shots league, he should definitely be owned. Uh, but if he gets hot at all, you know, he's going to be turning at over a point per game. Uh, it's already getting annoying, Brock. But um, <laughs> Clayton Keller, left wing, right wing eligible, 43% of leagues. I think he should be owned in all of standard leagues. Uh, like I said, five goals, 12 assists, 27 games. That's his floor, in my opinion. So uh, nothing but up for Keller. Got to love the usage. Uh, and you know what's going to be strong with yeah. him out there in Arizona. The reason he got that fat contract in the offseason, they're expecting um, a little bit more than what they've got so far. And like you said, it's just the floor. So exciting things. Uh, I know I'm hanging on to him in the league. and it's a Yeah, I mean, they're paying him like a top-line guy, but they're not quite leaning on yeah. him like most teams would. Um, not yet. Yeah, it, it is the more balanced approach. Not so the fact that the top nine is so strong, but they like to use their fourth line more than most teams, and that kind of you know it has a it takes its toll on their top line guys. They yeah. went from like a balanced approach to like the most balanced approach. Like at the start of the year, they actually kind of were shifting away from that crazy like let's play Brad Richardson like a bazillion minutes a night yeah. thing, and like they were rolling with Playing Kessel. Their three best and, forwards together. Yeah, and we and we liked it. We we thought that was going well, and then all of a sudden. And like that, it was going well, and we've actually seen um, Phil Kessel's numbers just like completely yeah, fall off the to board. See him lately, complain about playing with Derek Broussard for so long. Yeah, and, and then he gets Carl Soderberg. saddled with Carl Soderberg. Terrible. So but apparently now uh, there was a report today that the uh, Coyotes are also kind of in the mix for Taylor Hall. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Beeb's fourth line left winger Taylor Hall. Yeah, no, apparently uh, forty to fifty percent on who you got. I got um, off my Colorado Avalanche Jonas Donskoy, and I won't lie. I'm looking at Landis Cog and Burakovsky coming back tonight. I got a little bit worried about my boy Donskoy. But turns out he's going to stay on that top line for the time being with uh, Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon. Healthy, 18-plus minutes a night on average. Uh, again, playing with McKinnon and Rantanen. Plays both sides. He's on pace for over 150 shots. That's going to be a career high. He's slated to pick up career, high acro- career highs across the board. 12 goals, 11 assists. He needs to be rostered right now. And while he's playing on that top line, that's just absolutely rolling. He needs to be rostered. Um, Bettner's not afraid to lean on his top six. Donskoy is in that top six. Therefore, we've said it week in and week out with him and both Berkowski. But I think Donskoy is the guy right now, obviously, with that top line. Um, plus, he's putting up a couple points in the power play. He's got four power play goals right now, showing he's a secondary option. If he can stay up there or even, you know, touch ice on that second power play, he's still worth a roster spot. Yeah, and I, yep. it's what we've been saying the whole time with Donskoy. Short-term value through the roof. As long as he's on that top line, obviously, yeah, he's worth get him on your team. 
Uh, be interesting to see. Obviously, Kadri was out tonight, so who mm-hmm. knows what will happen with the lineup once Kadri they comes think, back uh, in. They think JT Comfort was filling that hole right now, so that he's more third-line center, so they think that Kadri's going to take that line, and they'll go Yeah, well, they Kadri, have Kadri Landis, and Comfort Cog. together, yeah. right? And then Belmar is the third line, so, it's, yeah. they, have so many, they have a lot of versatile players like Comfort, like Yost, um, who can play center and the wing, so it makes it – they have a lot of possibilities yeah. anyway. Um, but I, I do agree, and I mean, we, we've said it every week, as long as Don Square's on that top line, he should be owned. Uh, just a situation worth monitoring. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, it's totally paired with where he's playing. Um, if he makes it back to that third line, yeah. you don't want him. Like, even if you get three more games line. out of him on that top line, like, whatever, it's three whatever more games out of him. And he's got to be starting. Like, you don't, you don't pick this guy up to put on your bench. You pick him up and you put him The in most right important now. thing is, okay, yeah, Landis Cog's back now, but Kadri's out. Yeah. So Don Scott is yeah. still on that what top a, power play unit. Like and it yeah. remains to be seen. We have no idea to what's going what on with Kadri. How long is he gonna be out for it? It might be a you know, a one day thing, it yeah. might be whatever, but yeah, they said he got hurt in the game and he finished the game. So yeah, so he's it's too bad. It yeah. was a back to back, so he's probably not overly banged up. But the fact that you know, what I think is most likely to happen, we've seen Comfer and Yost play together a lot over yeah. the years. I think that we could see, it, you know, Comfer, Yost, one of them go to the wing. They play together with uh, whoever it might be, yeah. Nieto or whatever. In that and, then, and, and then you, you have Landis you have Landis Cog with Kadri and yeah. Burakovsky on, on the second line. That's and then you've, the got Don, line you've got Don Skoy. Yeah, the, and the and that's what players, it looks yeah. like. I mean, that all signs are pointing towards that happening just yeah. based off what we've seen yeah. today. Yeah, and I would uh, I wouldn't be surprised because Comfort and Kadri didn't really happen before all these injuries happened. No, um, no. But yeah, it's Kadri like Burakovsky Donskoy was kind of what yeah. they did before, and, and it worked well. But Donskoy with McKinnon was just like it like working better. You, the thing is, like, yeah, okay, Landis Cog's back, and that's great. But Landis Cog, if you put him with Kadri, it just helps uh, lengthen that lineup out a little bit more and. Yeah. Why would, would you be, break up something that would work so well? Like, yeah, yeah like Landis Cog and, like and McKinnon. Like, it, like why just, would you break it up? Think, I don't think Bedner is silly enough to believe that Donsko is the reason it's been working, right? No, like, no okay. not, playing out yeah. of his skull. Like, so, uh, Kevin Kurz, a uh, fantastic reporter of the San Jose Sharks, uh, obviously he's been receiving many a tweet about, like, why the fuck did the Sharks let Donsko go? Look yeah. at him go. And it was something like um Donskoy and McKinnon when they're on the ice together it was like 122 scoring chances for versus 120 against when it was Donskoy without McKinnon it was like 58 scoring chances for and 120 against yeah. like Which, it's all again it, it, is it, a it, bit it, speaking towards uh you know just the drastic difference between playing on the top line absolutely and any other line. also I think too I think it's kind of like a Sidney Crosby back in the day case with you know Pascal Dupuis and Kunitz he didn't need like he didn't want he, those were the guys that that worked hard in the they're corners strong, that got him the puck. They're um, strong complimentary yeah, players, but reason, obviously, yeah. if you take Sidney Crosby or Nathan McKinnon away from them, oh, it's gonna be terrible. Worse. Absolutely, oh, yeah. but well, that's what I mean. That's why Don Scoy fits yeah. that role well. He's not going to carry not, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's playing that role of just muck. For sure. get the puck. It was so funny because that. So Kevin Kerr's just <laughs> like the way he closed out the tweet was, yeah, like shit. How come? How come the Sharks didn't think about playing it with the best player yeah, in the world or? Thought. Second best works. player in the world. Like, who would have thought that that would work? Uh, oh wait, yeah, they don't have Nathan yeah. McKinnon. Shocker. Uh, okay, for me, one or forty to fifty percent own Jaden Schwartz. Schwartz. Uh, he's had a great season to date. Twenty-two points, eight goals, fourteen assists in thirty games. Uh, he's playing full minute more since Tarasenko got hurt and has been on a two hundred and seventeen shot pace since Tarasenko went out. Like uh, that. that would be a career high for him. The usage and a newfound shot volume should allow. Uh, him, I'd say maybe, you know, chalk him up for 17 goals, around 20 assists in the remaining 52 games this season. Um, to me, 
there's just a lot to like about St. Louis. They're they're playing fantastic hockey right now, even without Both Tarasenko. Sides. And uh, it doesn't seem to matter who they put on that that right side with with Schwartz and Shen. They're playing well right now. Schwartz, uh, as long as he's healthy, he's always been a great fantasy option, and uh, shooting more than he ever has right now, kind of filling that void for Tarasenko. So I like Jaden Schwartz a lot moving forward. Currently, forty uh, percent owned, so on the low end of yeah, the... Yeah, obviously that that line hasn't created as much offense with Tarasenko. Shocker, out. Nathan Walker Shocker. and Tarasenko not quite the same. Exactly, but the usage, like you said, uh, it has resulted in uptick in usage for Schwartz, which should make up for that. Uh, and the real encouraging thing is the shot volume because he's always been a guy that we look at and recommend. Well, assist, if, assist, if assist. you're in leagues yeah. that don't reward goals over assists, like Schwartz is a, like a super underrated value for assists. So uh, to see him shooting the puck as much as he is, is, is really encouraging. And it's uh, not a total surprise and probably you can attribute it to a changing game style with Tarasenko off the line, right? A guy who shoots as much as four times per game. So, who do you have uh, from 30 to 40% OD? Uh, I have Andre Palat, who's actually at 30%, so I was kind of confused by our parameters here, where that yep. would make him fall. But exact same for me. <laughs> I put him in uh, in this range here because he was the, the guy I liked the most that fit in that 40 to 30% range. Uh, top line, second power play unit right now for Andre Palat. He's got nine goals, seven assists in 25 games, 55 shots on goal, which is actually a, a little bit encouraging uh, for Palat, the guy who typically shoots less than two times a game. So to see him... Uh, right around or above that mark is, is encouraging. It's a bit of an improvement. Um, and, you know, again, if you want to talk about his upside, you simply just need to look at his line mates, Point and Kucherov right now. Yep. Uh, Palat, just under 17 minutes of ice time a night. He's shooting 16%, which is a little bit high, but he is an 11.8% career shooter. Uh, so he's, you know, proven to have an above average shot uh, and the ability to maintain that. 13.5 uh, on ice shooting percentage. A little bit high, but it's that's to be expected when you're playing with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov and definitely more sustainable uh, than most situations. So I like Palat a lot right now. Uh, again, nice. just like Donskoy, another guy who's... Uh, it's really more about short-term value and you just have to monitor it from game to game because you could easily end up on the third or fourth line yep. with how Tampa Bay likes to run things. Uh, but as long as he's playing with Point and Kucherov, I, I think he's obviously worth owning in standard leagues. Yeah, and these are the guys who can win you weeks if you're playing them uh, on you know high end lines like that. But uh, as you mentioned, exact same thing from ED going thirty percent. We should probably put a little asterisk and say there, there you know there, there's only so many options for the forty to thirty range and the thirty to twenty range. Uh, I think thirty to twenty we had like twenty names we could choose from. Regardless, I skipped the entire. Yeah, 30 Brock to 20. did. Brock just <laughs> copped out. Classic. Um, but <laughs> uh, I got Nico Heischer here again. Um, sound like a broken record. I bring him up a lot, but for good reason. He's, uh, he's he's turning it around at 30% owned. Um, his percentage has been going down and fluctuating between that 28 to 32 over the last couple weeks. But in New Jersey, it's an absolute uh, fire sale right now. Things are looking terrible. New coach coming in, or came in as of got to help. Um, can only help him. But, um, Can't hurt it. Yeah, when everyone kind of has to go, Nico, he's here, here to stay. So he is proving himself. You know, he's not going anywhere. Um, and, he, and they're going to ride him as they have. Pretty hard throughout the rest of the year, it seems like. Just due to the, the the weak overall lineup, he's got six points in his last seven games, and they've been absolutely dog shit in those seven games. So for him to put up six points, he's absolutely he's leading this this offense, um, putting it on, on his back, and that, that's quite a lot for a 20-year-old. He's their main power play option, uh, five points so far of his 16 there. He's going to absolutely destroy your plus-minus, but that's something you just have to let go for Heischer. Shooting way more this year with 55 shots on goal so far. And uh, it kind of looks like he's healthy now. Beginning of the year, he's a little slow to get going there. 
Heischer here. Just keep an eye on him. I, I say it week after week. You know, he, he he's making uh, – I think it's a lot like Keller where this is – we're looking at his floor right now. And um, this is a guy who's a couple – Couple couple point games away from getting closer to where he should be on a year, yearly pace. Your thirty I, seconds is so. Uh, hey, that's all right. Um, <laughs> Forty five for Nico. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I I expect you convinced to, me honestly. Like, he's playing so much. Yeah, he, that's all it is. It's just the, it's the minutes, the usage, and uh, just, just the fact that he he does still have something to prove here. Yeah, and, uh, the, the minute yeah. it's surprising to see with uh, the, the amount of quality centers they have in New Jersey, right? With, uh, obviously, he sure Hughes, Zajac, and even Pavel Zaka has uh, uh, shown to be able to play a larger role before. So it's uh, a little bit surprising to see he should play as much as it he was is. weird. It's encouraging for sure. As it was weird because like he was kind of buried at the start, and then he got hurt, and then he came back, and then he was like right on the first line. It's like they they didn't, but then now Hall's on the third line. Like yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. But now new coach. Hopefully they get it figured out because they're there's a they're a shit show. Right yeah, they're, like they're they're whole, they were the last couple games there. They were like under John Hines. They were they were kind of, fucking awful. Yeah, we we were. I, I saw a tweet. I forget who it was. It was something about it's like at least the Red Wings know their shit and they're like losing just to lose. Everybody thought that this was like the jerseys the, just like they're, the they're biggest fucking improving and, best improving team in the whole offseason. They're yeah. Well, so did we. They were obviously a lot better on paper and well, they obviously improved talent wise. And then, but like, I mean, I don't think any of us really had them pegged as as playoff as a playoff team. I know me personally, I liked the Rangers better. Still, they were one of the they most improving left. teams of the offseason. I think our preview did have the Devils in the playoffs on the edge of it, but my point is they had a lot of guys that with a lot think. of upside that brought in, that got brought in, and well, um, I mean nobody really expected Jack Gusev, Hughes to struggle this much. Yeah, and now Gusev, Hughes, Subban, it's a lot of guys that were high variance players, yeah. right? Where on paper it looks really promising, and they've all just kind of produced closer to the floors. Yeah. Well, um, Gusev's crushing, and yeah, it's not strength. surprising to see the head coach get fired in a situation like that. Hey, I'm going to talk about Gusev yeah, later. Say, Gusev is actually crushing it on even strength. But I'm going to talk about Joel Mia first. Still though, not yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Joel Mia, 35% owned. Shot volume has been absolutely insane. This guy's got 51 shots in his last 12 games. That's that is wild. a 349 shot per 82 game pace. Uh, we take those. We uh, take those. Only four goals to show for those uh, 51 shots right now. But... Um, shooting percentage, I think, is just around 7% there for that rate. Uh, but the guy plays in all situations, power play, even strength, penalty kill. Uh, and when a guy is shooting over four times per game, uh, absolutely he needs to be owned right now. Joel Armia, kind of, you know, a third-line player for them right now. But with Jesperi Kakniemi as the third-line center, uh, they're, you know. <laughs> Not after tonight, Zadorov got him. Did he? Oh, oh he I didn't him. see him. Yeah, yeah. Zadorov does that. He catches he, bodies. Uh, yeah, some people saying it's a slew foot, but uh, oh, it would be. I mean, he's we'll, we'll see what happens. Dirty bastard. Tell me, Nikita Zadorov had a dirty play. No shocker. But uh, D, got uh, Let's go to the twenty. To, actually, you know what? Let me go first because I don't have a twenty to thirty, and then I'll let you guys rip through so another you, thirty to forty. I just so how do you go first? In, in my in my defense, uh, I wanted to talk about this guy last week when he was under thirty percent owned, and As we did just I. we just didn't I also have, had Jaden Schwartz on my list last week. Yeah, well, I picked this guy up in, in our DFO league, so technically, I, I think I own so his rights. Well, right. we can just fight uh, over. He's, he's now he's now up to thirty. He's now up to thirty four percent owned. <laughs> I ain't scared of you. Uh, he's now up to thirty four percent owned. Zach Parise. Uh, 14 points, including nine goals in his last 15 last games, game. 2.8 shots per game, and he's obviously locked into a top six role. 
um, and quality power play minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is without Miko Koivu, who it doesn't look like he's going to miss a lot of time. He's day-to-day, uh, but was actually on the ice this morning. Um, doesn't look like he's going to be hurt. I actually don't even know if he ended up playing. I'm almost certain he didn't. Um, I was golfing. What can you say? Uh, but if he does miss a couple games, Luke Kunin isn't the worst uh, fill-in for a couple games. Uh, the the Koivu, Parise, Fiala trio has been fantastic. Uh, yep. The the Wild went in and, and did damage against the Lightning tonight. Uh, obviously, they've been giving up more goals than we'd expect. But uh, the Wild have been, I said at the start of the season, uh, it was more because I wanted to promote Devin Dubnik, as, yeah. and he's been horrendous. Well, and, you wanna, we can shout out Alex Stalock if you want, because he's still out there in about Yeah, Stalock. Honestly, okay. just picked him up last I think, week. I think the real the real deal is going to be Capo Kakanen. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that Stalock is going to probably end up in Toronto or something like that. I think Stalock's well, on the move. Well, Stalock's not going to Toronto. He's not you going to Toronto. They, they, yeah, they hate, they hate him. But yeah. Stalock might be on the move. Or, like, I think this Capo Kakanen, he's the future. He's the he's looking like the real deal. He's played fantastic. Yeah. Those that don't remember, Stalock uh, got picked up to be the third goalie and then basically told them he wasn't going to play in the AHL. So they let him walk. I uh, just didn't leave the best impression on the organization by all accounts. I yeah, Staylock. I was gonna say he's a you know nine hundred goalie. Uh, yeah, and you can make goalie. an he's argument that he's yeah, he's probably him. better than an AHL goalie. But they had you know Anderson and uh, he is bored. I I, I don't haven't he, hasn't stopped over performing McElhaney. Any position to be not accepting in the AHL. You would think right, then. but I mean yeah. he's playing well. He's playing well. He's playing better than Dubnik for whatever it's playing, worth. Playing ish. Dubnik has not played well this year. Yeah. No question about it. But uh, Zach Brise, and honestly, uh, I don't know if you guys are <laughs> yeah, going to talk I, about him. I mentioned him, him at the start of the year. I feel like I mentioned him a few times. He's just he shoots kinda, so much. A lot of Minnesota's top six are just getting overlooked. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of guys that are available that are getting heavily used. Uh, which Prize is, and obviously the, the shot production's always been there. And we've always talked about Kevin Fiala, and it, it's very slow start. But the, okay, not play I, I edit the lines every single day, and a lot of teams hey, I'm shuffle shuffle their lines later. a ton. Right? Minnesota never. They don't change their lines ever. At least, I mean, they've been hot lately, so there's no, no reason no, to take they're, they're, they, they're, they're very Last consistent. And, and Kevin Fiala and Zach Parise and Miku Koivu, that's a, you know, three real good hockey players. Three guys, or well, Koivu doesn't shoot a lot, but those Parise and Fiala shoot a ton. And I love it. I love that trio. But uh, let's go back now down to the, the 20% range. Over your 30. 20. 30. Okay. Uh, I got Gustav Nyquist, right? Give a little bit of love. Like you said, it was a little bit thin here in this range, but Nyquist Ooh. is first line, first power play for Columbus right now. Yep. Uh, top line with Boone Jenner and Oliver Bajorgs. Um, seven goals, 11 assists, and 27 games for Nyquist, shooting 66 times through those 27 games, which is great shot volume for Nyquist. You Way higher than it. he ever did in Detroit. That's what I was about to say. One of the biggest knocks uh, through his, basically his entire career to this point has been uh, shot volume. So that's uh, really exciting to see. Uh, playing over 17 minutes a night. Also really hasn't got this full run before. Um, 10.6% shooting percentage, 11.3 career. So obviously more than sustainable, 9.9 on ice. Uh, so I think this is a guy that can produce around a 50 to 60 point pace with the minutes he's yep. getting. Torts seems to like him a lot, which is a little bit surprising, but it's happened. Well, the one thing that's concerning for Nyquist, and I talked about him, uh, and I think you did as well, as a streaming option a couple weeks ago because of the shot volume and the playing time, is they seem super content with just rolling him out with uh, Boone Jenner every single night. And, like, I I just – Boone Jenner, just every single time yeah, I watch them just does like, not – Even, like, Dubois, like, I don't think the alternative is that much better. And Dubois is, like, by far about, their best player when you watch them. The thing about Boone yeah. Jenner is – He's incredible. Yeah, he's fine. But from a fantasy perspective, 
Boone Jenner is going to play 18 minutes a night. So if you're on his wings, you're going to get a lot of ice time and even strength. Oh, they, Oliver Bjorkstrand is a great winger on his other side who's very good at creating The offense. lines looked fine. So I think with the two of them there, and you know they're going to be playing at least 12 or 13 minutes of even strength ice time, uh, there's a nice floor there. And then obviously he's still seeing first power play time as well. Obviously, I, I agree, not the, the highest offensive upside, but if he's not with Dubois, like I, I don't mind it over Winberg or anyone else on that roster, whoever they decide to put in the middle, be it Foligno or Milano. And Jenner does a lot of the dirty work that Nyquist isn't willing to do, which yeah, is fine, exactly. and that's why it works. And but it's just like I, every time I'm like, I watch yeah, Jenner, I'm like, he's so overrated. And it he just sets looks them up like for a lot of matchups against the opposition's best line on home ice, which a lot of people uh, can gripe about and say it's not being the best thing, but a lot of the best offensive lines in hockey tend to not be so strong defensively and tend to surrender a lot of defensive chances as a result from all the offense they create. Uh, and it, you know, it results in a lot of good chances the other way and it makes those minutes kind of ideal. Uh, so I like the situations Nyquist is in and we talked about it, not a lot of great options in this range. Nope. Um, but I think the dual wing eligibility, 22%, I think he's getting a bit overlooked right now considering the usage. I'm going to go down two more, 2% from there at the 20, right in that range again. Uh, Philip Denno out in Montreal. Quick case here. Montreal's number one center. Um, he's, he's guaranteed 18 plus minutes a night. If you look at his underlying stats, um, that line that line just dominates on both ends. Um, what is super it? good? Yeah, just phenomenal. After 42 assists last year, this is got someone you could plug in your lineup if you're looking to, you know, get those get get some chintzy assists. Um, win that category if you're looking to specialize there. He's not going to score a ton of goals. Doesn't get a ton of shots. But again, he's not going to hurt you in plus minus. Pretty safe bet if you just plug him in your lineup and you need him at any time. Philip Deneau, he's got 20 of his 21 points are on even strengths. So you absolutely love to see that. It shows that they're producing and 5-on-5, five and, five, and that's something that you can't say for a lot of guys. So um, one or two injuries away from stepping into a power play role there as well, which would be nice, but you know you can't bank on that. Regardless, Philip Deneau, keep an eye on him. You know, that, he's, a, he's a safe play. He's he fine. should be more owned than 20%. Absolutely. Uh, that top line is dominant. Okay, fun fact here. Who did Montreal trade to get Philip Deneau from Chicago? Do you guys remember? It was a one for one, right? No, it was it was two players to Chicago no. for Deneau and a second round pick. Oh, Versteeg was one. Nope. Fuck. Versteeg. Close though. Just as shitty of a hockey player. Oh. I got more excited there. Why did I think Versteeg even played for Montreal? Is he still on Chicago? Neither one of these players is in the NHL anymore. <laughs> well, that makes it tough. One was a classic Montreal Canadian Bickle? forward liner for a while. No, never played for Montreal either. Dale Weiss yep, and Thomas Fleischman. Wow. Oh, I even I to Chicago Avalanche for legend. Philly to know and a second round. Fleischman pick. was awesome. Canadians kept thirty percent of Dale Weiss's uh salary but who gives a shit what a trade what a steal oh my goodness i wonder who that second round pick ended up being i'll look it up as we continue to roll through here i'll report back uh let's go down to the 10 to 20 percent range here Uh, i'm gonna go alex tuck uh somebody that we've talked about a bunch on the show after posting just two points in his first 10 games from returning from injury tuck has heated up as of late guys got three goals and three assists in his last three games uh check it one goal one assist per game in his last three uh, his role right now still remains a little bit limited, um, but this is a team that kind of likes to roll their lines as well, so he's still seen a decent amount of ice time. Uh, but it is worth noting, Gerard Gallant has not been uh, shy about mixing up his lines as of late. I mean, you saw Cody Eakin up to the second line and and uh, 
Paul Stastny to the third. He's been shuffling things around, you know, when things aren't going great. And to me, uh, Tuck is the first player that gets a shot in the top six uh, if he decides to shuffle things around. Uh, but regardless, uh, even in his third line role, he is producing. He sees top power play minutes as well. Uh, so there's a lot to like about Tuck. And I mean, at 18% own, he's he's widely available. And if you're in these 12 team leagues, he's probably available uh, yeah. in, in quite a few. And he's he's just tremendous. Yeah, I think the great thing about Tuck is even if his role doesn't change, he's still uh, right on the edge of being a viable. Uh, yeah, absolutely, side he can of roster. take that risk. He's a guy uh, who can score any night. Of the yeah, week. the problem is at least for this season with how the roster stands. Uh, one, I mean, you look at it, it, Riley Smith, Mark Stone, Alex Tuck, three guys that exclusively play the right side. Uh, and we really haven't seen... No, that's not true. It, since they've been in Vegas... March all, is so... That's not true. March I is didn't so say March is so. You did by accident. No, you meant Stone. I, I yeah, said you, Mark Stone, I'm pretty sure, but maybe I said March is so. Sorry. What do you think? I was... You said March is so, but okay. Mark Stone, Riley Gary Smith, boys. and Alex Tuck play the right sure, side. Sure, my bad. Uh, all three of them exclusively play the right side. And even if you look at experimenting and maybe Tuck playing the left side... Uh, which hasn't really happened yet, or, or any of the other guys, it's still March so. And Pacioretty. And Pacioretty on the other side. So for Tuck to move into the top six. Uh, it's very. It's, it's tough to imagine. We talked about it before the year, and it looked like Riley Smith was the guy that was going to fall out. Uh, he's been, been as, fantastic. Yeah, playing out of his gourd uh, this season. So that's the main problem with Tuck. But the good news is, like I said, I do think he's worth owning in his current role. So you pick him up now. Uh, and then if he does, maybe an injury happens or something like that. Because uh, in the NHL, you gotta like the odds of one or four guys getting oh, injured. Yeah. Well, and we, but anyways, but what you just said though is is exactly true. In his current role, he's one of the few third liners. Him, maybe a Yoel Armia, that are just shooting a ton and playing great. Are worth only in his last yeah, in his last five games. Down. Last five games, he's played nineteen oh six, fifteen eighteen, seventeen fifty one, twelve fifty four, and sixteen oh six. So the, the minutes are never gonna be consistent. Yeah. But on an overall basis on an average he still plays uh quite a bit for a third liner and he shoots, and, and, a, lot. And he, and he shoots a lot and he's on the top power play unit yeah and he well one of the two top yeah, yeah. They say, split the, the, right the one units. the one is a little bit uh the march is so unit is usually a little bit he- more heavily featured but uh i mean like shit on any given night that stone unit could go out there and yeah play well six when you're minutes. that balanced like whoever goes out first is just depending on who they're incredible last, i fucking right? love so, that team uh 20-10%, that's where we're at. Yep. Yep. Anthony Duclair. Hello. You want to talk about him? Dukes. Left wing, right wing eligibility. Want to talk about him? 14% owned right now. Top line, top power play unit for Anthony Duclair. He's got 11 goals and 6 assists in 29 games. 87 shots on goal. That's exactly 3 shots a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, averaging 16 minutes and 29 seconds a night. Uh, so you, there's a little bit more upside there than what we've seen thus far, even if the minutes get a, a slight uptick, uh, which I'm not you know, certain we'll see in Ottawa. Uh, but the point is, what he's done so far is more than sustainable. Shooting 12.6%, 13% career shooter, 9.5% on-ice shooting percentage. So absolutely no red flags and underlying numbers here for Anthony Duclair. Um, Brock, me and you were talking about it before the show. Just a guy that we've always always liked the upside, uh, but he's kind of been buried on some half-decent teams, Anthony Duclair. So uh, to see him uh, go into a top-line role, maybe we weren't as excited as we should have been because I think we weren't uh, you know, expecting top-line, top power play minutes in Ottawa to matter as much as they have, but they've... Well, in our defense, yep. all these things that is happening with Anthony Duclair right now, we said about Colin White. Yeah, and he has been... <laughs> it's just been Anthony Duclair. Well, and Brady Kachuk, who we also... Well, no, but that's what we said. We, yeah. we said Kachuk and White. 
Those are the two guys because we thought they were going to play together. Instead, it's been Duclair and Kachuk, yeah. and then whoever the fuck they put in the middle. Sure. And the two of them have been a force. Yeah. So we were right. Whoever was going to play exclusively yeah. with Kachuk. Yeah. And I also think we that just got the guy wrong. The fuck has been a little bit more than just whoever the fuck, right? Because it's either John G. Pajot, who's yeah. the rarely though, but Logan course. Brown though, like he's that's been, been for the most part. I but was he hasn't say, been. But it hasn't he hasn't been, been very good too. It's been about I think 100 minutes with Logan Brown, and about 50 minutes with Pajot. We've seen we've yeah. seen Chris Tierney there. We've seen just Colin White there. We've seen just about everybody yeah. roll yeah, through there. Yeah, but again, it's they're all like half. Uh, they're right, solid say mediocre yeah you, like it's not the absolute like, worst case scenario yeah, they're not AHLers it's Duclair and Kachuk that are running that line and it's good of... enough yeah and uh, yeah so like you said the, the top line minutes actually mattering a lot for Duclair right now he's taking full advantage uh, I think it's more than encouraging that what he's done so far he's going to be able to keep up for the full season when Ottawa grabbed him last year I, I tweeted right away I mentioned you know this is a guy who's 23 years old he's had Extremely a 44 talented. point season he's never had a full healthy year and he, and he, he shows the potential year in and year out yeah. and it's like he's finally being allowed to flourish and it's even then, just playing 16 and a half yeah. minutes a night, right? So when he's healthy. Still, still healthy. room to grow for Duclair. He's been constantly overshadowed his yeah. entire career. Like, and he's yeah. still young, yeah. so it's not like yeah. an entire... Obviously, the plus but minus is like, a bit of an issue in standard leagues. You really need to consider your offensive Could cats. you imagine what it would be like but to be a guy? But dual wing eligibility. Like, he's still only minus three, yeah. so it's like he's yeah. keeping it he's they keeping are above water. So it's, uh, yeah. like he just goes and plays... Like He's the... Like him and Kachuk, they're, they're the alpha males in that yeah. lineup. Like That must be amazing. You go from being a guy who's like healthy scratched to be in, like, the alpha dog. Yeah. Like that's... I mean, if Anisimov and Meslikov would stop playing so well, then maybe they'd get even more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, hilarious as well. You know? I know, right? Um, honestly, I like my 13% pickup as my favorite pickup. Just going to say it right now. Friend of the show, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Bjork! Strand, Strand, Strad, whatever. Out in, out in... Uh, it's just Strand. Yeah, just strand. like it's spelled. Just a Strand, yeah. Yep. Out, in, uh, out in Columbus. Start my 30 seconds, boys. <laughs> it's already your 50 Two goals, seconds five assists, um, and 18 minutes time on ice in the last seven games. That's good for seven points in seven games. He got nine in his last eight, playing first line in Columbus. First line power play, right wing, left wing, eligible. On pace for, wait for it, 240 shots this season. That's down from a couple weeks ago yeah, when we wanted to pick one. He was averaging like 3,000. Exactly. Um, you know, we talked about it before. This guy's... It's gonna start happening. He'll be by. He'll be at twenty five by next week. Although he had a put up a big donut tonight. Regardless, we talked about how well that line's playing right now. Um, you know. Yeah, it's just like he's. We talked about him last year. Even like he's yeah. just like these Konechnys, uh these Timo Myers, these guys who just shoot a ton and play really well at a young age and on the top in line, limited roles get put in the right spot. Yeah. So as yeah. they get older, as the ice time grows, always offensive. Yeah, and it's nice to see it happen with Torts because you never know. You get into the doghouse with Torts and yeah. there's kind of no coming back and. He seems to kind of recognize the talent that's there, uh, which is great. Like you said, like with Nyquist and Jenner, and we've really seen that top line emerge uh, within the last couple of weeks or so, and it's reflective in his usage within the last seven games like you were talking about. So Super uh, random about Torts. How impressive is it that you know all this stuff is coming out about coaches, and Torts is apparently the, <laughs> the, the hard – he's always been the hard guy, but no one's came out about Torts, so it's – Kind of impressive. He was more hard with the media. Yeah. I think that was the thing you'd That's always hear. Is, is like, like the boys, the players always yeah, they love, love him. Yeah. So that I, I don't know. That just kind of made me happy. So I, I thought of that right away when all the shit started coming out. Yeah. Was well, like, we wow, didn't know, you know like people worry about. Torts, yeah. We didn't know yeah, the alternative was getting yeah. kicked in the back when you don't dump the puck in. Right? Really? Yeah. And yeah. No, I just thought that was pretty cool because yeah. like you always you always hear about how him being a bad guy and all that. And realistically, I don't think he's a bad guy. He's just hard. Not at all. Yeah. I loved him when he became an analyst for like two months and then went back to coaching. He's just the only good analyst. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go under ten percent owned. Real quick here, I'm going to Kita Gusev, 8% owned, New Jersey Devils blow. I'm just going to 
preface this with that. Uh, <laughs> but right now, Nikita Gusev is tied with Nikita Kucherov and Jack Eichel and is ahead oh. of Sidney Crosby, injured, asterisk, in points per 60. Obviously not playing a lot. Uh, needs the ice time. Uh, but he does have seven points in his last 11 games. and So he's second he's, in points per 60 per Nikita's in the NHL. Yeah. Yes. Is what you're saying. Uh, but he yes. also, uh, like I've I said, seen. eight points in his la- or seven points in his last 11 games. He's played under 15 minutes per game over that span. New head coach in town. Gusev has been one of their top offensive talents this year. Uh, Nikita Gusev needs more run at under 10% own Nikita needs to be picked up and then the coach will, uh, will, will run him out more often. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. That's how it works. A couple more under 10% own. And then we'll head over to our boys, the blue stone who are 100% owned around the world. Yes. <laughs> Morgan Frost, uh, 6% owned right now on the top line in Philadelphia with Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny as Keeper well as the top power play unit. Yeah. Hype prospect, obviously just two goals and one assist in eight games, but he's got 24 shots in those eight games. So three shots per game, despite playing just 14 minutes and 25 seconds a night, 8.3 shooting percentage, three and a half on ice shooting percentage. So a lot of regression coming Morgan Frost way. Um, you know, a lot of times <laughs> when you see these guys get out to slow starts in these ideal situations, uh, the coach will tend to go away, but the good thing is Philadelphia it. has been absolutely red hot. So uh, I think Frost is going to get a lot of run there in the top spot. Best uh, team in November. In the Six NFL. percent owned center left wing eligibility in Yahoo leagues. Morgan Frost. It's okay. What I don't understand best is best team in November. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Best team in November. They were the best team in November. Yes. Yeah, you said December. Did I say December? Yes. My bad. <laughs> um, the one thing that's two crazy two. is that like you like people always like freaked the fuck out right they're like oh my god like one of the best prospects comes up and like their it, their own percentage gets kind of inflated right away oh, yeah. and like they play like three games in the top line it's and, also and they go, league hard whatever is. but then this guy comes up plays first line immediately first power player immediately yeah, that's how philly acts about every guy yeah and carter hart but he's like right in this. six percent owned still like and he's been great he's playing center with claude Giroux and his yeah. like they're Connect me. They're studs. I love Morgan Frost. Uh, tremendous pickup. Under six percent on. I'd say. I'd have to say, Morgan Frost is is to me the best pickup uh, oh, so far. Yeah. But let's see. You got one more. Brock's approval. Oh my god. Heater here. Seven percent. Great gloves. Kevin Fiala, boys. I know. Oh, you love there him. he is. I, I know you love him. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we I, talked about him. him. Ten minutes ago, we're gonna talk. We're about gonna him talk again. about him again. There it is. Thirteen points in his last fourteen games before last night. Put it on. So 13 in his last 15. I just wanted to make it sound a little bit better. He's got four power play goals during that stretch. So it shows, you know, he is kind of the shooting option becoming it in Minnesota when we thought Matt Dumba might no, be No, he guy. is sharing but the shooting he, option with Zach Parise. Zach Come Parise. Whoa, don't, don't throw shade on my pickup. You're right. I'm talking about those power play shots, though. Um, six goals, eight assists on the year. It's something we've always talked about where, you know, get this guy some minutes and he's going to pop off. Like our boy Nino. Um <laughs> He's starting to get minutes. He's had over 17 the last few nights. He's averaging at least 15 on most nights now, which is um, a little bit higher than his current 14 on the year. And with him being at 14 minutes average it. right now, it just shows how little he's being used early in the year. Again, thriving on that second power play, thriving on that second line with Parise and Miku Koibu. 30 um, seconds is up. Hurry 70%. up. Put Kevin Fiala on your roster. Brock, who won that one? Morgan Frost. But I love Kevin Fiala. <gasps> Anyways, the Daily Face Out podcast is brought to you 
as always, by Oddshark.com. Oddshark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends for an upcoming game? Oddshark.com has that, and it's all free. Expert in-depth analysis, stats, numbers, and trends to help you make the sharp game day picks. Whether you want to get in on tonight's Thursday night football game or Saturday night's hockey game or anything in between, head over to oddshark.com and start playing like a shark. Today. I've never seen you read that much. Yeah. I don't even think he can. Normally I just talk off the cuff like a fucking maniac the whole time. No. But enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you back here in 60 seconds. A lot of nice pictures. Episode 16 of the Daily Faceout Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. As always, hope you enjoy the sweet riffs by the Blue Stones. And the first half brought to you by Oddshark.com. We're going to get right on moving into the second half now. Not so much a half as it is just the second part of the show. Yep. Uh, should We're just going to have a lot of fun. A lot quicker. Brock's uh, done us the pleasure of going through and picking up some players with similar results over either the last full calendar year or the start of the season. Brock will clarify before he presents the two stat lines. Uh, me and Beads will say which the two stat lines we'd prefer to have mm-hmm. on our fantasy roster, and then Brock will supposedly shock us with the actual names. They're not always the going to be <laughs> He's going to These, these own percentages. <laughs> no, they are going to shock you. because I'm going to be shocked. No, in terms, at, of, in terms of own percentage, they're fucking bad. I've gotten two, and they've I've, absolutely floored I've tied right. my shoes extra tight because I'm in anticipation of them being knocked off. Same thing with my pants. Let's see. It's going to be kind of hard because I'm just going to have to read off stat lines, but <laughs> for sure. Let's start here. 57 games played, 26 goals, 58 points, 24 of them on the power play, 156 shots, 16.7 shooting percentage. Someone's efficient. 65 games played for player B, 28 goals, 57 points, 17 power play points, 217 shots, 12.9 shooting percentage. Would you rather have player A or player B? D, we'll start with you. Um, so the the difference of power play points, twenty four to seventeen, suggests to me that player A has probably in a more ideal situation, seen better minutes, better mm-hmm. usage. Um, but the shots tells me the shots on goal, two hundred and seventeen for player B to one fifty six for player A, tells me there's a lot more upside uh, and consistency to be found in player B. That twelve point nine shooting percentage looks a lot more sustainable. So I'll go with player B in this situation. Do you have a guess for who either of them are? Uh, no, no. All right. I uh, 
I was also going player B just strictly off of uh, off those shot totals. That uh, oh, I think I might know the first one. Seventy more shots um, throughout the same time period is this quite, was over the last nice. calendar year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, so I think I so they're the both in the same same time period. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I am absolutely throwing myself off trying to think who these guys are. Uh, D, who, 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 who is the first one an Eastern Conference winger? No. Never mind. Oh, wait. Also, if you guys want to follow along, as Brock <laughs> mentioned earlier, we do have these on Twitter. So yeah, I will, check out I'll the read tweet. out. Uh, it's asking a lot because if you're listening while you're driving, do not follow along because we do not want that on us if you get in an accident. But um, if you're at, at the office, you know, it's a Friday. Pull it up. Fair but, enough. Brock, who are we looking at with player well, A? Are you taking player A or player B? I want player B as well. Just strictly off of those shots. Um, well, 16.7 shooting percentage. I, I get that it's a calendar year, but I don't think that's sustainable unless it's someone who's like, it's one of them, Elias Pettersson. Okay, so pl- player A was chosen 55% of the time by our Twitter users. You guys say player B. Player huh. B drafted 151st overall, Anthony Mantha. Oh, Should have knew it. Yeah. Player A, Dylan Larkin. Miko Rantanen. Wow. In the last calendar year. Damn. Pretty impressive. Floored. Floored. You did us like that. The one thing I would say that would obviously swing in Rantanen's favor is... Is he healthy? And Brock didn't include plus minus Big in moves. these stat lines. Yeah. Which in standard leagues would obviously favor Rantanen. Imagine, uh, but imagine, I think it's imagine less... talking about that. I think it's less to tear down Rantanen. I mean, we're looking at two stat lines for sustainable point-per-game players as much as it is to talk up Mantha. I yeah. think it's to talk oh, up Mantha as well. Absolutely. I yeah. think it was... I, I And honestly... I was just as surprised by every single one of these as, as you guys, and I thought that that was, uh, you know, Mantha obviously finished hot. All right, having said start. that, Beebs, Mantha for in you down? <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Keep your league. Let's do it. So, Brock, shocking us Number already. Two, yeah, Not Brock, disappointing. Shock us Not again, baby. Not a bad start. All right, second one. This is also the last calendar year. Okay. Player A, 83 games played. A little healthier. 25 goals, 54 points. Okay. 16 of them on the power play. Okay. 194 shots, mm-hmm. which is 12.9 shooting percentage. Player B. Yep. 81 games played. Okay. 17 goals, 53 points, mm. 19 of them on the power play, mm. but 222 shots, mm. which is just 7.6%. Beebs, we'll start with you on this one. Player A or player B? Uh, I got to go player B. That shooting percentage is, is a little too low at that amount of shots. It's got to be a D, man. They're both D men. I'm going to say that. Um, yeah, give me player B. I don't love I, – I do like the eight more goals for player A, but overall I just like the more shots, a couple more, couple more power play points. Um, shit, this one's hard. Are so they both D men, bro? They're both – Over that calendar D-man. year? They're both not D men? Is player B Blake Wheeler? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, D. Who would you? Yeah, like so you're taking B. I still beats? want player B. I thought I you might have pinned well. Wheeler against me, and I look like it with the high shot volume and low shooting percentage. So player B was also chosen by 88 percent of our followers on Twitter. It was way harder than player that. A oh. was drafted 128th overall. Andrei Svechnikov. Oh, okay. Player B was selected 35th overall. Patrick Laine. Oh, I should have known he would have been in here. Player Patrick Liney has 36 assists in the last calendar year. I think I that's feel like the I most couldn't have been much stat. closer with Blake Wheeler. No, you couldn't have been. It was as close <laughs> as you could have gone. Yeah. Um, not D-Men, though. Yeah, but that's pretty st- surprising too. Like, I mean, like we're talking about. Yeah, but I know we coming uh, into this year. Yeah, I mean, Svechnikov's you know played his 
out as well as you could have hoped from from a peripheral perspective. Oh, as he's shooting seven percent in last. the last calendar yeah. year. Is that Which, wild? That's the we're thing talking you about. How like oh he's he could he's sustain the best eighteen. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, seven over a calendar <sighs> year. Isn't that fucking wild? Oh, I know. Blew me yeah. away. So Line A should probably. Uh, Start to bounce back sooner than later. You think? Right? I think that makes Line A very much a buy low candidate at this point. Um. All right, moving along here. Yep. Player A, eighty-two games played, twenty-three goals, forty-four points, only one on the power play, only one hundred and thirty-one shots, seventeen point five percent. Second player, player B, seventy-nine games, twenty goals, forty-three points, eight of them on the power play, one hundred and eighty-two shots. 11% shooting percentage. These guys are both drafted. Would like, you rather have... ADP. This is the last calendar year. Would you rather have player A or player B, D? Neither. A player B, I mean, he's shot 50 more times. Um, obviously seen a little bit more time on the power play too, which is nice. Uh, but I, maybe these guys have dual wing eligibility and a little bit of upside, uh, and they're producing unlimited minutes, and there's reason to own them in standard leagues. But otherwise, I, I would imagine these stat lines are more uh, for streamable players so yeah. we'll see how they actually fall one of them is going to be someone who went high um but i'm also going to be shot production and d mentioned it he's actually on the power play you could get one power play point as just a guy who fills in for one game so i don't, I don't like that at all i don't want to own that um yeah give me player b and i'm gonna guess dustin brown i would guess they're both younger but yeah Dustin Brown's probably 88% of our Twitter followers selected player B as well. It's a shot. Player B. D, you're going to love this one. Drafted 46th overall, Jamie Benn. Wow. 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 No, I well, I mean, you would hope that's the stat line of a young player breaking into the league with upside to come, but Can Jamie Benn is not floor? that. Player A. That's Florida. Undrafted Zach Cassian. <laughs> come on. That's ridiculous. I do that, like this one. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Almost the same numbers. Zach Cassian. <laughs> I do like this Jamie one. Ben in the last we calendar year. We should have done this to you oh, at the start of the year. Maybe like, you would have oh come to your God. senses a little bit. That's ridiculous. So right. everyone drafting Jamie Ben in like the third round or whatever the hell he's going. Yep. Zach Cassian with no teeth. JB's getting bald hot. Bald head. All right. up the same amount of points. Let's go. Number five. Sticking with the calendar it's year. Fucked. Number four. Four. Sorry, four. Sticking with the calendar year. Player A, 82 games played. D-man. Nine goals, 47 points, 14 of them on the power play, 189 shots, 4.8 shooting percentage. Player B, 84 games played, 10 goals, also 47 points, 10 of them on the power play, 194 shots, 5.1 shooting percentage. D, player A or player B? Uh, I well, okay. This one is the one that me and you talked about before the show, um, and I said it was a complete toss-up, and you said I wasn't allowed to. Okay, say yeah, we'll start was... with Beebs because he didn't want to pick one. Beebs, so <laughs> Beebs, you pick one. Be a man, pick one yeah. of them. They're identical. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Uh, give me player B. I like the goal, the one goal. More than the one assist. Okay. Um, and I'm getting five more shots. Give it to me. Well, I went toss yeah, up. Yeah, it's an absolute toss up. I said toss up, and then in our discussion, I guessed one of the players. Was it? Which is it's Darnell P- Nurse. Dar- Correct. It's PK Subban. The other one. I just feel like we got to shit. I should there. let you know. B, B, or Brock told He's me. Terrible. Brock told me. Uh, 
The other one is an Eastern Conference defenseman who should play on the top power play unit. But is and it is sometimes, but is often featured on the second power play unit for. And that team. was the same for Nurse, and I got Nurse. Um, I have another guess now. Is it? I don't think it's Subban. Is it? Yeah, no, no, it's not. Is it, it Jacob Truba? It is not Jacob. Truba. Okay, I'm out. I got nothing. Drafted 58th overall, player A, Seth Jones. Oh. Player B, 167th overall, ah. Darnell Nurse. Daryl. I wouldn't 100, have, uh, 110 ADP difference, almost the exact same yeah, player. I wouldn't have thought as Jones as the second power play guy in Columbus. Yeah, Wierenski's been there the majority of this yeah. year. And he's I, I've, been, I've been saying for a while now Darnell Nurse would be like a top 10 fantasy defenseman if he was the unquestionable one played, on that power yeah. play. Most of those 14 power play points came when Clefbaum was hurt last year. Yep. Um, obviously, there's not much better power play to be on as the QB. And than they don't one even have a PP McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, so it's a little bit unfortunate for Nurse. Um, but still incredibly productive as, at even strength for a defenseman. Uh, and I think a lot of offensive upside should that roster get a shakeup or he ends up somewhere else in he's years incredible. to come. Uh, you say he's a Red Wing. Hmm? I said he's incredible. Oh, I thought you said he's a Red Wing. <laughs> no, I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah, Red Wing. Either way, either way is fine. All right, let's take a look at a couple stat lines from this year. Hopefully you guys didn't cheat too much. This guy, 27 games played, 8 goals, 27 points, a point per game player. 12 of them on the power play. 53 shots only, though, shooting 15.1%. Player B, 29 games played, 11 goals, 26 points, also 12 on the power play. 87 shots for 12.6%. Beebs, you started the last one, so let's go to D. Would you rather have player A or player B? Gotta go with player B. Uh, The stat lines are really similar, and obviously player B shooting a lot more. 87 shots in 53 games. Um, so yeah, without knowing the context of who they are and who they play with and the type of minutes they see, I will go player B. Yeah. If I'm making the case in the last one that the one goal and the five shots makes a difference and I have to go B again, again, strictly three more goals, 34 more shots. Um, yeah. Give me B. I don't want to guess just cause I'm, ugh, I'm looking so bad right now. Is connecting one of them? Incorrect. You got any other ones? He's also plays the same position, right? There's one right winger on there. While you guys are thinking, I'll go back and say 71% of people actually picked Seth Jones on the last one. Uh, They would rather have Seth Jones? They would have rather had Seth Jones. Uh, On this one, 86% picked player B. Yeah. All right. This one was a little bit fucky. Player A drafted 122nd overall, while player B was drafted 73rd overall. I'll give you a hint. One is a forward. One is a defenseman. <laughs> is one John Carlson? Incorrect. No, he's way, Player he's way A, up there. Player A, Kale McCarr. Yeah, how did I not get that? Player B, Brock Besser. Wow, okay. Drafted I think- 50 spots later than Brock Besser. Kale McCarr, what a heater. Oh, my God. That's insane. Like we and and, and we're guilty yeah. here. We, I, it's we, more just saying how hard. good McCarr's playing. Yeah, because Besser's playing broken. his standard. But. Well, Besser's been great. That power play's been great. Rookie defensemen aren't supposed to do this. He's <laughs> like he's literally yeah. shattering. Yeah. I mean, it's also worth pointing out that like the less than two shots a game isn't entirely encouraging when you think about elite fantasy defensemen and their shot production. Uh, and then obviously, fifteen percent is nothing sustainable from the back end, but. Uh, he's been amazing. Yeah, it's, you're getting. I was done. watching. I, I 
it might have been one or two or three abs games ago. This guy's shooting 15.1%. They, on the broadcast, they said that Kale McCarr is leading the NHL in posts and crossbars this year with like eight or nine. And he has eight goals. And he has eight goals shooting 15%. Fucking eight yeah. crossbars on top of that. It's it's, it's asinine. Well, he's it, been he's insane. It's crazy because you brought it up last year um, with with Dalene. We said don't go crazy because you know no one's gotten over. They don't 40, do this. No one's gotten over forty points in the last twenty years. And we're looking at some unreal D man. Fifty points. This guy's no gonna fucking crush it. Oh, he's gonna put up a point per game. And like, you know maybe sixty five points though. Even is just it's insane. It's unreal. Um, that yeah. team's just too good. Like, I know like their power I, play is insane. I struggle to fathom it. Every day, I'm not kidding. It's it's one of those things where it's like we're this, this is real. Um, anyways, <laughs> before I before I get a little too two giddy more. over here, we got two more. Yep. Sticking with this year's stat lines, player A, 30 games played, 16 goals, 31 points, nine of which are on the power play, 112 shots, 14.3 shooting percentage. Player B, 29 games played, 12 goals, 32 points, 17 of them on the power play. He hot. 72 shots for 16.7 shooting percentage. Beebs, would you rather player A or player B? Give me player A just because uh, player B is on an absolute heater as far as shooting percentage goes. They're putting up a ton of points in that power play. I don't love the sustainability of all that. Plus, again, I'm just apparently in love with goals right now. So 16 goals through 30 games, that's an over 40-goal pace. Hello, <laughs> D. Who you got? Yeah, player A for sure. Uh, Forty more shots, so uh, nothing really more to say there. A uh, couple impressive stat lines either way, but also like Beep said, the drastic difference of power play points suggests player A is a lot more productive at even strength, uh, which would uh, typically suggest more sustainable production moving forward. Yeah. Any guesses on who they are? Both of them are centers. <sighs> For the record, while you guys are thinking about it, 62% of our Twitter followers picked player A as well. I was just looking so bad on these. Um, no guesses? Stamkos? Nope. Player A drafted 10th overall. Player B, 55th overall. John Tavares? Austin Matthews, player A. Logan Couture? Player B, Elias Pedersen. Damn. Oh, I guessed I him I for the guessed. earlier one. So you're saying... Player B is Pedersen. Yep. Basically, stride for stride with Matthews right now. Drafted 45 spots later. You say yeah. one of them was drafted 10th overall? Matthews. Still. ADP was 10.1. Oh, I was yeah. confused. Like, like fantasy. Yes, that's why I was confused. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I said that, that all those numbers weren't sustainable. Now you say it's Pedersen's. Those they numbers seem a little more sustainable. <laughs> a little bit more sustainable, but that's still... Uh, I mean, 60.7%. It's yeah. not a huge high. shocker for me, um, but still, you know. I yeah. think you'd obviously rather Matthews with uh, obviously the shot production yeah. and the fact that the least power play hasn't looked that great so far this season, and he's still just a point off of what Pedersen has, does, uh, has done, a more reliable goal scorer moving forward as well. But I think that the whole point of this exercise is to just kind of when you remove yeah. the name, right? it's how absolutely it, it, it changes everything. Like we're talking about, I mean, there was a hundred and thirty ADP difference between Randon and Mantha in the last year, and they've had the same. That, like it's yeah, it's like and across the Even board, the it's just, when you remove Darnell the names, because how many times are you you're making a trade in fantasy and you're kind of just addicted to the name when you kind of just remove the name and look at the stat line, it sells a bigger picture. And obviously, though, still 
for the most part, I think you guys have picked the player who is probably better and in better situations. But it's I mean, some of these guys—they're even, even close. Yeah, yeah the I fact mean, that they're even close and they're 110, you know, spots difference is crazy. But yeah, let's it, let's wrap it up with imagine, one goal. Imagine because you tell someone though, going into the draft, I'm drafting Anthony Mantha and and, and, and Rantan's on the board. Everyone would kick you out of the league. Yeah, and you know what, like. Obviously, I think we'd I all, would kick you out of my league. <laughs> I think we'd all rather have Ranton the rest of the season, which is fine. But over the course of the last calendar year, they've been neck and neck, which yeah. is wild. And neck and neck with injuries. So, there yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's finish with the goalie here because that's, that's how we do on the podcast. Uh, player A, 56 games played, 31 wins, 2.56 goals against average, 916 save percentage, 5 shutouts. Player B, he started 7 less games. Also has 31 wins, 2.46 goals against average, 9.13 save percentage, and six shutouts. One of them, Grubauer? No. Fuck. 55% <laughs> of our Twitter followers picked player B. Dylan, who do you want? Uh, I'll take player B. The fact that he has the same amount of wins in seven less games and a better goals against average, despite having a slightly worse save percentage, uh, generally means that he's on a better team. Uh, whether it be better defense, better offense in front of him. Again, this could be Brock trying to fool us. Uh, but from what I see here, you know, they seem pretty similar talent-wise based off the save percentage. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, it looks like he's on a slightly better team. Yep. So I would go player B. Yeah, give player B those 56 games, and he bumps that shutout likely up from 6 to 7 as well, um, which he's already got the one shutout lead, and that's enough for me. Give me B, Brock. Who, if it's not Philip Grubauer, who the hell is it? Player A, Thomas Grice, I don't know. was I'm drafted not. 25th overall in fantasy. Flurry. Player B, Flurry. Player A was Flurry. Yeah. Player B was Fun drafted one. 131st overall. Any ideas? Probably Kemper or something like Peter Morazic. Wow. He's the last calendar year. He's gotten six shutouts. Same stat line as Mark Andre Flurry. Wow, that's I wild. was right that's in the unreal. sense that he'll face less shots he, than Mark Yeah, Andre I mean, I don't know if the team is better in front of him, but he's going to face less shots. From a 5v5 perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, anyway, I mean, I obviously that, that probably isn't going to totally help you guys though. out there. But, I mean, I really, when you just kind Brock, of. Brock, I'm sending you Mrazic for Flurry, you doing the trade? Fuck no. Look at the last calendar year, bro. I know. But Mrazic leads the league in getting punched by Big Joe now. So yeah, that's, he's, he's uh, dead. Yeah, he got um, dommied tonight. No, I mean, and, and honestly, it, 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 since the last time we podcasted, um, we've really seen Ma- Malcolm Subban has really stepped up in Vegas yeah. while, uh, while Flurry was away from the it's team. It's going to be a Maple Leaf soon. And James Reimer has played well. <laughs> you don't think? Behind oh, uh, Peter Mrazic, So Yeah. Could also be a Maple I Leaf I think what this, what this spells is just... Mrazek needs a couple money. more starts out <laughs> yeah. in Carolina. Um, if he's 31 wins in 49 games. I mean, yeah, I just, so, I mean, I hope you guys I'm at least impressed. found this fun, if nothing less. Uh, I think, you know, when you really remove the trade and look at, at these things, um, oh, it's cool. players become a little bit more, you know, closely relatable than, you know, any of us would have imagined. I mean, if I said Ranton and Mantha, you'd be Ranton. Oh, yeah. If I said Sveshnikov line, I mean, that one's actually a toss-up. But Cassian Ban at the start of the year, Seth Jones, Nurse. I mean, these weren't close at the start of the year. And, and in the last calendar year, they've been more than close. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed Season 5, Episode 16 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm Brock Seagate. we got Dylan D. Berthy. we got Michael B's Bondi. This is brought to you by Audrey, and we are going to send you home with the Blue Zones. Enjoy. We'll see you back next week. Someone else is Cassian for Ben. 
broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I ain't down. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.